Do you have a community event or campaign you'd like announced on air? Maybe your group would like to take a tour of FreeCR and find out how community radio works. Are you in a band? And would you like to record a demo? Or maybe there are people in your workplace or activist organisation who would like to undergo media skills training. 3CR is a resource for the community and offers community announcements, station tours, studio hire and media skill workshops at affordable prices. For more information, contact 3CR on 9419 8377 or go to our website www.3cr.org.au The Eritrean Voice. Eritrea. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Maram Nadi with you. You are now listening to the Eritrean Voice on 355 AM at 3CR station. This session will be airing every Monday, 7 to 8 PM. In this session, we'll firstly discuss the highlights of Australian news, followed shortly by the Eritrean news based in Australia. If you have any queries, please call the station on 94198377. Again, the number 94198377. This program could also be located on the website www.3cr.org.au/eritrean. Thank you for listening. مرحباً بكم مستمعينا الأعزاء هنا صوت إريتريا. صوت إريتريا تأتيكم من إذاعة تسري سيار مساء كل يوم الاثنين من الصابع على الثامنة مساء بتوقيت ملبن. على الموجة AM855 كذلك تجدوا برنامجنا على الويب سايت www.3cr.org.au مرحبا كبرا سمعتنا زي دمتي إيرتراي دمتي إيرتراي كبندبر راديو 3CR كومينيت راديو أب AM شمنتي حمشتي حمشتي سوني سوني كبسع الشوعتي كبسع الشمنتي زم حلالة في سومنا ومدب راديو إيو كمؤون كبوران سمعتنا أبمربب حوريتا www.3cr.org.au سلاش إرتريان كتكتاب الرنا تخلو سناي انكتتار أهلا بكم مستمعي زاعت صوت إرتريا واليوم الموافق حباشر من يناير 2016 في برنامج جديد وسوف نبدأ مستمعينا العزاء برنامجنا اليوم مع الأستاذ أحمد محمود بالأخبار وبعد الأخبار سوف نكمل لقائنا مع الأستاذ خالد إدريس سعيد علي وهو طبعا مستشار استشاري في التعليم ومستشار للطلبة إذا لديكم أي مداخلة أو سؤال يمكنكم الاتصال عبر الهاتف 9419-8377 الرقم هو 9419-8377 وسوف يكون معنا أيضا الشاب ميران الناتي والشاب أحمد الشهابي وسوف يلتحق معنا في الجزء الثاني من برنامج اليوم في الدردشة التي سوف نجريها مع الأستاذ خالد إدريس سعيد علي فكونوا معنا مرحبا بكم مستمعين الأكارم هنا إزاعة سوت إريتريا من سريسيا نقرأ لحضراتكم نشر الأخبار نبدأ بهذا الخبر المحلي نقلنا الموقع دوليس وبعنوان مهرجان باحد للقنصلية الإريتريا بملبن وقياب الوقفة الاحتجاجية نفى السفير الإريتري في إيطاليا بشدة أن تكون بلاده تحرض لمحاربة الولايات المتحدة معتبر أن بلاده تشتكي من سياسات الولايات المتحدة فقط كما كشف السفير عما أسماه بأزمة إدارية في بلاده دون أن يتطرق للأسباب أو يعرف ما هي الأزمة الإدارية كما اعترف بظاهرة هروب الشباب الذين تلقوا تعليم المصانوي والجامعي متهما الشباب بالهروب بحثا عن فرص أفضل للمعيشة مرجع عن ذلك إلى مؤامرة دولية مكررة الكلام الحكومة المعروف حسب ما ما حسب من هو شارك في الاجتماع وكان السفير في الساتون بطرس يتحدث في اجتماع دمه مع عدد محدود من الارتين في مدينة ميلبن أستراليا في ختام المهرجان السنوي الذي تقيمه القنصلية الارترية مساء أول أمس السبت 
المهرجان الذي كان باحثا رقم حشر مغنين كبار حسب التصنيف المحلي له اختتم اعماله دون الاهداف المرجوه فقط تميز هذا العام بغياب الوقفه الاحتجاجيه التي كان ينفذها النشطاء والمعارضين خارج قاعه المهرجان الجدير بالذكر ان مهرجان هذا العام سجل غياب ملحوظ للمشاركات النسائيه والشبابيه كما غاب مناصرين تقليديين معروفين بالمدينه عن فعاليات المهرجان الذي اجتمع على عده فعاليات بعيدا عن الصخب الذي كان يصاحبه سواء في الدعايه او البعد عن مركز المدينه كان ذلك مستمعنا كارم خبر منقول من الموقع عدوليس تقدم سبعة من الطيارين الحربيين الارتيين في الإمارات العربية المتحدة بحق اللجوء السياسي لدى مكتب الأمم المتحدة يومي الخميس والثلاثاء من الأسبوع الماضي والطيارين السبعة هم جزء من خمسة عشر أبتعثتهم الحكومة الارترية لتلقي دورة تدريبية مدتها ثلاث سنوات وقد فر منهم عدد آخر قبل أشهر قليلة سافروا إلى دولة أفريقية لاحقا وتربط كل من الارتريا والإمارات العربية المتحدة تفاهمات واتفاقات لتبادل المصالح والخدمات بينهما وهناك ما لا يقل عن 30 إرتريا يحضرون دراسات ما بعد الجامعة في الإمارات العربية المتحدة وقد أعلن التلفزيون الإرتري يوم الخميس السابع من يناير الجاري أن 72 طالبا من بينهم 13 طالبة يتوجهون الآن إلى الإمارات العربية المتحدة للدراسة في جامعاتها المختلفة لمدة خمس سنوات وهي أول دفعة إرترية تدرس المرحلة الجامعية بالإمارات وتدعم إرتريا دولة الإمارات والسعودية في الصراع الدائر باليمن الآن وفي وقت سابق من العام الماضي أكدت لجنة تابعة للأمم المتحدة أن قوات إرتريا تقاتل في اليمن إلى جانب الكتيبة الإماراتية وأن إرتريا سمحت باستخدام أراضيها ومياهها وأجواءها لقوات التحالف بقيادة المملكة العربية السعودية باليمن تفيد الأخبار الواردة من عدة دول بأن سفارات إرتريا أعدت استمارات يتم تعبئتها من قبل المواطنين الإرتريين يقولون فيها أنهم قادروا إرتريا الأسباب الاقتصادية وليس الأسباب السياسية وتهدف السلطات الارتريه من وراء ذلك الى تصوير الارتريين بانهم مهاجرون اقتصاديون وسيتم ارسال الاستمارات الى لجنه تقصي الحقائق التي سترفع تقريرها في شهر يونيو المقبل وذلك امام مجلس حقوق الانسان التابع للامم المتحده بجنيف واشتكى الارتريون في دول الخليج مثل السعوديه وقطر بانهم تعرضوا لضغوط التوقيع على الاستمارات وتفيد اخبار اخرى بان اجتماعا دعت له السفاره الارتريه في نيروبي للتوقيع على الاستمارات حضرته اعداد قليله لم تتجاوز ال بينما السفاره كانت تتوقع اكثر من 1000 شخص. وقد اورد موقع سلنا رساله من زامبيا تفيد ان غالبيه الارتريين في زامبيا يرفضون التوقيع على الاستمارات و... ويقلق النظام في اريتريا من التقرير من التقرير المرتقب للجنه تقصي الحقائق في يونيو حيث يتوقع ان تورد فيه اللجنه ادله تثبت بارتكاب جرائم ضد الانسانيه في اريتريا. وفي هذه الحالة سيتم تصعيد الملف إلى محكمة الجنايات الدولية بلا هاي نشرت الممثلة الأمريكية سابرين أمان صورا لها مع لاجئين أرتين في شرق السودان بعد زيارة قامت بها مؤخرا برفقة والدها جميل أمان محمد لمعسكرات اللاجئين والمدارس النضال والعائدون بمدينة كسلا وتقوم الممثلة بتصوير فيلم وصائقي عن لاجئين أرتين في السودان وسابرين جميل أمان ولدت بولاد فيرجينيا الأمريكية ولديها عدة أفلام وتمثيليات أمريكية وهي متعددة المواهب عملت بالبنك الدولي بواشنطن قبل أن تتفرغ للتمثيل نهائيا أما والدها الذي شجعها للاهتمام بالشأن الإرتري ورافقها في رحلتها إلى السودان فهو المنادي الجميل أمان محمد كان ضمن معتقلي سجن سامبل الذي اقتحمته جبهة تحرير إرتريا في فبراير عام 1975 وهو عضو المجلس الوطني للتغيير الديمقراطي في إرتريا استقر لسنوات بقطر قبل أن يسافر نهائيا بأمريكا ليلتحق بأبنائه فشكرا للممثلة الأمريكية سابرين أمان نشر الكاتب الإرتي المعروف صالح قادي جوهر صورته على صفحته بالفيسبوك هو بالمستشفى متحدثا عن إصابته بأزمة قلبية وشكر كل من سأل عنه وطلب من أصدقائه وأهلي أن يدعو الله ويسلوا من أجله وقد أنهالت المئات من من متابعيه وقد أنهال المئات من متابعيه بالدعوات له والتمني بالشفاء العاجل يذكر أن الأستاذ صالح غادي جوهر منادي الإرتري قديم في جبهة تحرير الإرتري أسس عام 2000 موقع عواتي وقد شارك في سلسلة من المحاضرات والندوات والمقابلات الإعلامية التي عارض من خلاله النظام في إرتريا ويعد موقعه عواتي أحد المصادر المهمة باللغة الإنجليزية التي تهتم بالشأن الإرتري ويعتقد أن الموقع مرجعا لمؤسسات ووسائل إعلامية عالمية مستمعين الأكارم من أخبارنا المحلية أيضا للعام السارس على التوالي احتلت الخطوط الجويه الاستراليه كوانتس المرتبه الاولى عالميا باعتباره اكثر طيران سلامه وامنا وجاء تصنيفها ضمن قائمه اشتملت على 407 شركه طيران في العالم حسب موقع ايرلاين ريتنجز 
وبحسب ما جاء في الموقع فإن خطوط كوانتس تتمتع بسجل استثنائي خال من أي حالة وفاة في تاريخها وينتظر, وينتظر الملايين من المسافرين في العالم هذا, التس هذا التسنيف السنوي خاصة أولئك الذين يعالون من الخوف ورهاب الطيران والمرتفعات خبرنا الأخير وضع الشعب الأوتي في الثالث من يناير الجاري أحد منادلي الشجعان وفارسا من فرسان الندال التحرري المنادل سبوس سنكوت تيو العمر العمر الناهد السبعين عاما والتحق الفقيه سبوس سنكوت بالثورة الأوتي عام 1968 وناضل في مختلف المواقع القتالية والأمنية وكان مدربا رئيسيا لقوات التحرير الشعبية بعد عام 1979 وينتمي المنادل سبوس سنكوت العائلة عرفت بالعطاء الوطني حيث استشهد أسنان من أبنائهما وهما أنكال في دواحي مدينة بارونتو سنة 65 وعنجوت استشهد في مدينة داقام حرفي تسعينات الغرن الماضي هذا وعرف عن الراحل سبوس سنكوت بجانب شجاعته نقاءه السوري وصفاء سريرته وهو كان متزوجا وخلف ستة أبناء ثلاثة ذكور وثلاثة من الناس وكان يعمل في الفترة الأخيرة في القطاع الخاص باحثا عن الذهب بمنطقة قاش بركة لإعالة أسرته هذا وتجاهلت وسائل الإعلام الطابعة للنظام الأرتري خبر وفاته تماما قال ذلك مستمعي الأكارم الخبر الأخير في نشأة اليوم بعد قليل يبدأ لقاؤنا مع الأستاذ خالد دريس سعيد علي ومعنا أيضا في الاستوديو مرام الناتي وأحمد شهابي فأبقوا معنا لمواصلة الجزء الثاني من الحوار أهلا بكم مستمعي زع صوت الأرتريا في فقرتنا الثالية أو الفقرة الثانية من برنامج اليوم كما ذكرنا في المقدمة هو لغاؤنا الثاني مع الأستاذ خالد إدريس سعيد علي وهو متخصص كمستشار مستشار في التعليم ومستشار للطلبة Dear listeners, now we'll start our second program or second part of today's program We'll run this interview, the second part of our interview we started last week with Khaled Idris Saeed uh, Ali and Khaled is uh, he uh, studied psychology and uh, cultural uh, anthropology and we have got with us today uh, Miram Nati and uh, Ahmed uh, with me in the studio so all of you welcome to the studio thank you thank you, um, thank you. Ahmed and Khaled and I would like to thank Khalid for your time and uh, our uh, second uh, part of our interview that we started last week. Thank you. So maybe uh, last week, just to remind our uh, listeners, we talked about um, uh, about what does mean education in uh, student advisor, what is the difference between advice giving and uh, advice given by parents and by professionals in education. Actually, we touched a lot of uh, uh, pointers. That's right. And today I have got these two young Ram and Ahmed for you, Khalid. And, uh, That's good. Yeah. So maybe just to make it as a start point, mm -hmm. if we start about, uh, we said last week, we finished our, our question, this question here. Mm -hmm. uh, some Eritrean, uh, Eritrean students in, in Australia, they are from uh, unliterated families or families studied overseas and they don't have any idea about Australian uh, curriculum and the way of education in Australia. Did that, it has its negative input into the students? Yes, yeah, of, of course it does. And um, it's not just something that I mentioned, but many studies have yeah. documented these findings, uh, whether it's uh, North America, Australia, or even Europe. Um, the, the challenges that um, new immigrants uh, face, yeah. it's not primarily only um, settlement because um, they flee their homes for one reason or the other, but they look for a place where they can belong. Yeah. And they want to settle for themselves and obviously for their children. Now, the challenge begins when they want to integrate, not just into the wider community, but also want their kids to do well in education. Mm -hmm. They do present their challenges, whether you are, come from a family that's uneducated or less educated or educated elsewhere, coming into a new environment, um, it's not, it's, it doesn't present, it, there are barriers. Yeah. Um, language is a barrier, whether you're educated or not. Um, cultural. Cultu cultural barriers are obvious. And I think the thing is, um, and as I said before, the, these, these barriers are actually multiplied or um, exponentially multiplied for the parents because they have to fight or 
um, overcome these challenges on many fronts. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of them, the kids don't know. For instance, when your parents are going out there trying to um, locate furniture, find the accommodation for you, um, closing s- food. S- yes, yeah, suitable, suitable, you know, suitable schools. Um, at the same time, you know, having the money available, not just for your basic needs, but for other things. So they're working on many different things. The expectation of them then is for you to obviously just pursue education and um, uh, and do well in school. Yeah. But it's just the advice giving, and I think it's it's the the co- the common thing that we see uh, primarily in North America, and I think for you two with us today, the two young students, yep. you can probably um, advise us on what the challenges are for your group here in Australia. I'm assuming they're very similar yeah. to what they are yeah. in Canada yeah, from your parents' point of view and your point of view because mm-hmm. I think it would be valuable to hear your point of view. Yeah. So, uh, Ahmed? <laughs> yeah, um, as a student and as a family member of the family, like um, like the only child in the family, then my, I get a lot of pressure from my parents teachers to be to become something to become something that uh, they want me to be but you know it's sometimes hard to take off that pressure so you can relax take a deep breath and figure out or have a choice of what you want to do what should it what should that type of student should do from that type of situation yep Mram um comment on that As, yeah, kind of just like Ahmed said, you know, the pressure and the stress and all that stuff is kind of a massive obstacle to reach, like, success and all that stuff. Um, Personally, as a hijabi, as a Muslim girl in – also as a black Muslim girl in in an Australian society, it's kind of like you reach some obstacles. Like, for example, me, I – at some point I wanted to actually – I was thinking of – Like, you know, when I was picking my subjects, because I'm now in year 11 and I have to pick my subjects, so I have to think of the prerequisite subjects I need to take in for uni. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking of taking, thinking of taking like a law degree or something like that. But then you start thinking like, you know, I'm a hijabi, like, wouldn't I come across obstacles as a lawyer? You know, there's all these kind of things that pop in your head and you don't know what to do at some point, whether you should put all those things aside and just go in with what you want to do. Or what it is, yeah. It's kind maybe of, the family, they want you to be a doctor. Or to yeah, family <laughs> wants you to be yeah. a doctor, you want to be a lawyer, things every, like that. Every Just kids get that. Yeah. Kids get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think today is going to be a really interesting yes. uh, discussion. Yeah. So if you go to the type of food, uh, Mr. Khaled, mm-hmm. we talked about uh, uh, last week, just we touched um, to be a successful, you need to organize your sleeping, type of food that you take. And what that means to students and what are the type of foods that students should take? So, like, yeah, so our, our discussions so far have been, you know, general discussions yes, you yes, know, around yes. um, immigration, uh, parents' challenges, students' challenges. Um, we have not really gotten into the crux of the matter, which is the practicalities of what students can do. Yep. So we can talk all we want about yep. you're not successful, how can you be successful, but we really need to give you some, a roadmap or mm-hmm. some specific things for you to be successful. And that's the area that I really specialize in, in school, I mean, at work, but outside of work more so. Because yep. I've done most of my work and research on this outside of my um, professional work. Now, we talked about this a little bit outside yeah. Yeah. with our two young students here, um, just to give them a flavor about what, because uh, some of their questions that they touched on outside while discussing it kind of um, led into this. Yep. Yeah. Now, before we even get into the nutrition, um, we talked about preparation last time. Yes. And Meron brought up an important uh, point. Yeah. And I know um, Ahmed uh-huh. also talked about pressure from parents, but also um, specifically when students feel pressure, it's usually with their exams, with their studies, with their homework, and they feel stress. And Meron said that. So what specifically can I do? I feel, And that's not, it's a very valid question. Mm-hmm. And it's a question that many students, whether it's our own young people, but the wider community ask. Yeah. Now, why do stress happen? What is stress? It's, it's very discomforting. So stress is a discomfort. It's a feeling that, you know, yeah. it's of discomfort. Yeah. Um, and then you resort to other things. And I'm not talking about heavy things, but you resort to um, not wanting to continue with the activity you wanted to do. So yeah. for the studies, if you feel really stressed, you don't. And if you do continue with your study, you're not really doing it meaningfully. Yeah. How do you avoid stress? Now, basically, what you, the question you asked about nutrition and all yeah. and sleep, um, it's pre there is a prerequisite to that. 
so we need to have preparation at the beginning. So what happens to avoid all of this and to enhance your learning? So in the beginning, what you need to do is you need to plan your learning effectively. Before you step into the classroom, you need to have some um, uh, preparation in terms of what is the subject topic that will be discussed. So for instance, secondary level students, and even at some level of primary, I think grade five and six as well they have it, is that you're given a curriculum or an outline of what to be discussed or what to be covered in the classroom on a weekly basis. Mm -hmm. So you know in advance what will be covered in your geography or math class or science. And so because you have that information, you have the liberty to go into that and basically do some review. So what I expect students to do and through the program that I deliver is, is review. You review the chapter. So for example, I talk about you know history. World War II, for instance. You go into World War II, chapter two, you review, 10 minutes, that's all you need. Familiarize the brain. So we know through psychology, mm -hmm. any prior information, okay, will enhance future information, will make, make it much easier for you to accept and solidify. When you do that then, when you go into the classroom and the instructor is talking or a teacher is talking about the subject topic and says World War II, right away you begin to absorb that information at a deeper level, subconsciously. Next, note taking is very important and I told our young listeners here that your time in the class is very valuable. So just like when you go to a movie, you choose a seat to make sure you listen and you watch well, do the same thing when you walk into the classroom. Mm -hmm. Choose your seat wisely, sit at the front, less distractions, you listen better. I don't think we give classroom lecture that much importance. It's yeah. very, very important. And then the next thing is after your notes, you review within 24 hours. So that's even before you think about the nutrition, it's the preparation. Mm -hmm. And when they've tested students after doing these three things, the preview, the note-taking, and the review, they've actually scored 75% without studying. Okay. Now, I tell students that that's not the aim. 75 is not the aim. The aim is 100%, right? Yeah. Okay. So then we go into the other steps about how to organize that, and hopefully we can get into details of that. But the nutrition is really important. And when I talk about nutrition, I understand that Students always, they think of nutrition as we're talking about diets. You know, it's, you know, this fancy menu that you have to cook at home. No, I make it very simple for students. I talk about, you know, just um, cooking a simple egg, um, having blueberries, the fact that, you know, drinking water is very important. Just yeah. making your brain accessible to oxygen is very important. We forget these things. When you study in a room and the doors and the windows are closed and there's no air coming in, that actually makes your brain wants to sleep and makes it lazy. So oxygen plays a huge part. The other thing is cinnamon plays a key role. Just a little bit of cinnamon, whether it's in your tea, whether it's in your um, uh, pastry. Dark chocolate has a huge role. So these are simple snacks, carbohydrates, complex carbohydrates, wholemeal, well, right? Yeah. We call whole wheat. So what does the cinnamon do like to the body? Cinnamon, so I'm, I'm not discussing the biology of learning yet, so yeah. <laughs> I think we'll have hopefully more sessions to get into details of that, but we have what we call neurons in the brain. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And neurons are brain cells. Mm -hmm. And we have... 100 billion neurons in, yeah. in the brain. And so what happens is in these connections are, you know, 10, they make 10,000 connections. And these neurons, neurons need different nutrition than your other body cells. And the type of nutrition that they need is this. So when you look at a neuron, you study a neuron, it's basically, it's, um, it looks like a hand, open hand with the arm. Yeah. So if you put your arms up and you open your hand, they have the, the, the fingers are actually like tentacles. We call them dendrites. In, in, uh, in neurobiology, in neuro um, um, in psychology. So what happens is basically, um, the neuron had different parts that you need to keep healthy. And these type of nutritions, what they do is they keep the axon terminal, which transmits information, very healthy. Even the type of fats that you eat. So there's a type of fat that you get from the egg, or the um, nuts, or the um, uh, flaxseed. I talked about flaxseed, I'm not sure if it's called something else here. Mm. It's a type of uh, seed that it's, it's very, very beneficial for your brain cells. So we're talking about keeping your brain healthy. It's really, really important. And these things will enhance the information. So if you see a student in class, after an instructor asked a question, they put their hand up right away, that's because they absorbed the question very quick. quick Some way. other students are thinking, what was that question? Mm -hmm. If your neuron is very quick, it's because you have the right nutritions in there to make it. And then you know how somebody says, I, I know the answer, but I just can't pull it. It has to do with the neuron. Mm -hmm. So if your brain, if your neurons are very healthy, even when you pull the information, right, it's, it's much quicker. So you absorb the information quick, you understand the question much quicker, and then you respond much quicker. 
So it is not only about carrying your bag and having your clothing, but you have to prepare yourself fully. Yeah, that's right. Mentally, and uh, you have and to be just ready. doing simple things. Yeah. I mean, generally with nutrition, you have to focus on the complex carbohydrates, which mm. is stay away from your white bread, your white rice. Mm. Okay, that's mm. not healthy for your brain or your body. Yeah. Also, a lot of protein is very important in how we eat. So, for instance, I know culturally. We eat, we, we, eat, we eat less in the morning, and as the day progresses, we eat more, especially for dinner. Yeah. Nutritionally, for your brain and for your body, it's the opposite. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Mm. We hear that. Yeah. So your breakfast has to be heavy. Your protein has to be in your breakfast. Your, you know, the right nutrition has to be in breakfast. And as the day progresses, you have to eat less and less. By dinner time, it's almost like a snack. Yeah. Not a heavy meal. Right? Yeah. So, and, 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 and that helps with your sleep, it helps with your nutrition for your body, it helps with many different things. So, um, yes, focus on proteins and complex carbohydrates. Complex carbohydrates because they break very slowly. So I see our, uh, our I'm not gonna put you on the spot, but someone here is uh, drinking a McCafe. Yeah. <laughs> That's very sweetened. And so what happens with that type of drink? Yeah. It has a lot of sugar and it's not complex. So it breaks very quick. So your brain absorbs the sugar quickly and it dissolves very quick. So mm -hmm. the, the attention span of the brain is very low. What about the, the caffeine? With, does it have with any complex? Effect? Yes, it does. So the, the, the complex carbohydrates, they break over time slowly. Mm. It's not very quick. You don't break. So when you're breaking it slowly, it means the fuel is slowly being used, not quickly. So that one is, that's a simple, they yeah. call it simple carbohydrates. So yeah. it breaks very quick. Caffeine does play a role, but you don't. You, you shouldn't be drinking caffeine too much. I think one or two. They usually say 200 milligrams per morning mm -hmm. and then maybe in the mm -hmm. afternoon. It does give you an alertness, caffeine. So it's mm -hmm. not a nutrition value, but it's an alertness value. Oh, okay. Okay. Ahmed Muram, any comments on that? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm the kind of person that lives off caffeine. And I have a thing wow. where when I get really bad, <laughs> I live off caffeine. Um, I have a thing where I realize, like, you know, when you're, like, how my study routine goes is I come back from school and we usually come back from school around, around six or something like that. So it gets pretty late. By the time you have dinner and all that stuff, I would be dead tired. So what I do, if I even, if I try to study at that time, I know I'm, like my phone would be around and I'd get so many notifications and all that stuff and you'd be so distracted and you wouldn't mm. actually sit there and study. Even if you put your phone away, like you'll just sit yeah. there staring at a wall. You'll find the wall more interesting than your homework. Yeah. But so what are you like, recently like during exam week and all that stuff i would sleep at that time and then wake up at like one or two and then study at that time because no one's online no one's around the tv isn't open like you know you'd sit in your room and you'll find your family outside watching tv and you'll just be like no nah, i want to be out there like i don't yeah. want to be stuck in my and room be disturbed too. yeah exactly the so most distractions, yeah. yeah when it comes to psychology and all that stuff i want to know if that has like some kind of effect to your education or like to your lifestyle or something like that Definitely, yes. And, you know, and even though I propose some strategies, there are students out there that have very good strategies on their own. Yeah. Um, so the strategy that you put forward, is very good. Okay. Because good. you were trying to limit distractions. Yeah. And so the, the one thing that you have to be careful is that your sleep is not interrupted. And I did not mm -hmm. cover sleep because sleep plays a huge role in memory and how you solidify that information yeah. we think that memory happens after your study so let's say you repeatedly say something because you want to memorize it it stays in that's not what happens the only thing that's happening when you repeat something it's what we call memory of recency so the last thing that you've done mm. and they've done research where students study all night then they're given exam in the in the morning they do well on the exam but if they test them one week later They'd lose it all. They, they it. forgot everything. Yeah. It's because it's not in memory. Mm. Yeah. So what you're doing is, although it works strategy-wise, if mm. you're not disturbing your sleep, yeah, you now, would be I okay. I get like a good eight hours of sleep. Like I'll right. come back from. Yeah. Okay. Because if you wake up at one in the morning, and how long do you study, and then you wake up again? Now, don't combine it, it. It. You. You have to have a complete, un, un undisturbed eight hours of sleep. That's what they agree on. Mm-hmm. And so if you're, if you're sleeping four hours, then you wake up and study for two hours, mm. and then you sleep for two more hours before you go to school or four hours, your, your sleep, is, it's, see, it's not, it's it's not the sum of the parts yeah. that works. It's actually the sum of the entire- Total. Un uninterrupted. Why is that? 
Now, when we sleep, we go into different stages. And I'll quickly go into this because mm -hmm. I know some parents complain about their kids don't sleep or they sleep, they sleep too little during right. exams. So it's really important for the parents and the kids to understand you really need to sleep. Why? Because this is what happens in sleep. Sleep has five stages. And the fifth stage is more important. So the first, when you go into sleep for the first one and a half hours, you're basically building up to the fifth stage. Okay, so the fifth stage is what we call REM, rapid, rapid eye movement. For those of you who study biology, you probably know that. <laughs> rapid eye movement, that's where, memory, that's where memory happens, but also that's where dreaming happens. That's where the body's very still and the eyes flutter. Yeah. So during that time, they found out when they, when they, when, when they studied the brain, that that's where the memory is being solidified, but only happens for nine minutes for the first hour and a half. The next stage, so it takes an hour and a half, and then as the night grows, it takes maybe an hour every time to get to that REM again. So you only spend nine minutes, then you spend another 10, 15 minutes in REM after an hour. So if you sleep for four hours, you're probably getting less than half hour of REM. Hmm. If you sleep eight hours to nine hours, you get a solid, solid, I don't know the exact hours, but it's more than two hours of REM. So if you disrupt your sleep and you sleep for four hours, you probably get one and a half hours or one hour of, uh, sorry, half hour of REM. Then you sleep another four hours, you're beginning the process again. again yeah. So the memory's not solidifying as much. And that's what they try to prove when they had students study overnight or students mm -hmm. study and then they sleep for eight hours and they wake up and they did the test. Mm -hmm. um, so sleep plays a huge role in terms of your memory. Okay. So, um, dear listeners, still you are listening to the Eritrean Voice radio program from uh, 3CR at AM 855. So, just we are having um, uh, this discussion or interview with Mr. Khaled. <coughs> and this is the second part of our uh, interview. So, if you have a question or comments, you can call us on 9419-8377. And we'll be back after this, uh, after this short break. Dear listeners, again, we are uh, back to our discussion with uh, Mr. Khaled Saeed uh, Ali and uh, uh, Miram Innati and uh, Ahmed Shahabi. So, I think... Ahmed, you got a question? Yeah, I got a question. Um, when exams or tests comes around and your, your teachers and parents are expecting you to revise and study and, and you're sitting in your room and you have everything, all the distractions gone, you have your own room, no distractions coming in the room and you want to study but you don't have the motivation to study. So you feel like, mm -hmm. I don't want to study, I want to do something else to study. But you know you have an exam or a test on the next day. So what should the student do to you know, get that motivation and become more confident to, to be uh, good in the exam or the test? Okay. Um, so one, one, one of the reasons for a lack of motivation is also being overwhelmed. Hmm. Really, if you have your textbooks there, and you know tomorrow is the test, and you have a lot of information to cover, that's overwhelming. So that's where the stress happens. And for most students, what happens is they actually de delay. And they say, no, I'll do this first, and then I'll go do that, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of really focusing, or maybe I'll text my friend, talk for a little bit, maybe I'll do that, maybe I'll watch TV and do this. It's just procrastinating. It's and that time. creates more stress, yeah. because now you have less time, right? So again, preparation is key. What you really need to do is, and the reason you stress is because there is lack of preparation. If you know that you've actually achieved so much and you only have a little bit to do, you'll do it very quickly. And that's the reason I set this program up is when students, when, when students get to the point where they have a test next day or next week, the amount of work that you have to do is very little. So the motivation that you have, you say, I only need to do this for an hour or less, and then I can go and do the other things. It's very satisfying. So the reason the stress happens is because you're overwhelmed with something. And that's usually why we experience the stress. It's overwhelming. It's, mm -hmm. You're overwhelmed with something. So you don't, don't look as this, at, at the stress as the, as the signal. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not, it's, it, that's, not, that's, 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 that's not the clear picture. The clear picture is what is in front of you yep. that's creating the stress. Yep. It's the work. If you saw your text and you said, I only have to read two pages, that's not stressful. You can get it done in your 
So it's it's really key. And, there, and you know, this is the thing. And I said to you guys, even outside, yeah. I used to, 15 years ago, I used to tutor students. And after I saw what happens with tutoring, and, it's, and it has its value, um, but you're really not giving students the tools to move on and do things on their own. Like we talk about this thing as a comprehensive yeah. thing. Mm. It's not about me helping you solve a problem in math. And then you come back again when you have another problem. It's about you really having all these resources and tools yep. in place. Yep. So you say, oh, I don't want to be stressed then. What do I do now? So it's really taking these steps in advance. So you know how we talked about 75%? Yep. That's at the very beginning. So you know you only have 25% to aim for. That's not very much. So people, students are motivated when I tell them about the concept map, the, the mind map. The nutrition and everything else in sleep. That's additional to what else, whatever, everything that you do. But if you do these other things and then just, you know, add the, the nutrition and the sleep to it, everything will work out. And then you'll have more time, not just your studies, but to be involved in the community, to join clubs, to do other things that you enjoy. And hobbies, students think, yeah. yes, hobbies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Students are very creative, but they don't have the time. So this yeah. program helps students have more time to hopefully help the community, such as this. Mm -hmm. yep. Help the youngsters go through the things that you've been to now. You're in grade 11. 11. Yes, yeah. moving into grade 11. So you've, there's a lot of information that you can present younger students, whether it's in this or other things, or you can be part of the community in a meaningful way. But you can't do that unless you have time and unless you're not very stressed. You'll yeah. have more time at home. You'll have more time with your peers. So this program creates more time for students so they're less stressed. And it also enhances your transition into university because then you have the tools at the high school level. So I, 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 this program, I primarily set it together up for university students, mm -hmm. right? For first year university mm -hmm. students. So you guys are nearly there. Nearly there. Is this somewhere nearly there, but this is very valuable. I think yeah. this is, you'll be very mature if you have this. So do you think Khaled, uh, last week we talked about uh, uh, the first year students, they drop out. Yes. So maybe that will be one of the reasons. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and, and the thing is, uh, their students drop out even at high school level. Yes. Right? For various reasons. But similarly to universities, it's not the financial at the high school. We said it's uh, primarily academic. And there are other things, social and family issues and medical as well. But at the university level, it's because they're not ready. Academically, they're equipped. Yes. Right? Because when you apply to university and you're accepted, you should be fine. It's because that there's this disengagement between the high school academic level and the post-secondary. So, and also navigating, you know, the system. So it's very difficult. So if you make it past your first year university, even if you have 50%, you're doing very well, Including, right? Because 25% yeah. of university students do not make it past the first year. Yeah. And that's a statistics that's not getting any better. So, um, oh yeah, that's really well. Well, so, um, well, in our break, we were just talking about um, what's a Quran. Um, places where we should be yeah. studying, yeah. Okay. like um, how the place where you study affects you. Um, I know a lot of us probably study in our rooms on our own, but like you do other things in your room, so it's kind of not like just specifically for studying. Would that affect it somehow? Like, where do you think is the best place that we should be studying? Like, I know I go to the library sometimes, but then you still get distracted with the library. You know, I don't know the exact place where you, you know we should it would be better for us to study. The, the you've strategized about why you study at a certain time because there's, there's yeah. distractions but yeah. you know this time and age there's distractions all the time everywhere yeah right the world's awake 24 7 yeah <laughs> and you have your phone with you or your computer with you so yeah. you can limit distractions but there's you can never have no distractions yeah you can't avoid it you yeah, cannot avoid all. it yeah mm. you choose to turn things off yeah and to make your room okay you sanitize it from all that distraction <laughs> yeah Turn your phone off, even if you have to turn the power off. Yeah. Right? If you're at home, there aren't no emergencies that your family's not going to inform you first. Exactly. Yeah, for right? sure. Sometimes yeah. we, yeah. I think, over um, value and put the value on the phone for why we have it. Yes. Yeah. But I think most of the times it's distractions. Right? Yeah. There are things that are not important that we do on the phone. Um, th so turn your phones off. Not silent, off, because you'll always be tempted to see who texted me. Exactly. Who's as doing soon what? as your yeah, phone you beeps up, what you're just you like, oh, what yes. is that? <laughs> it lights yeah. up or something. So, yeah. you know, sanitize your room from anything that you think it's a distraction. If that's a place where you, and I think for most students, they have to, you know, find the place where you're comfortable. Don't go to a place where you're not comfortable. You need to be mm -hmm. safe. You need to be comfortable. Mm -hmm. And you need to be there for a certain number of hours. Yeah. Right. You don't say, well, 
I'm going to go to the library, but they only open until this hour, so I'm only going to study for one hour. Oh, yeah. You yeah. really have to find the place where you're comfortable and you have enough time to do what you need to do. The other thing is with studying that's very key is um, in terms of how much we retain, right? Um, it's They say after 20 minutes, your attention span is not very high. Yeah. But they say for students who are not doing, um, uh, you know, research-based or information-based information, you're just regurgitating information over and over in terms of studying, trying to remember, you can stretch it up to 50 minutes, 40 to 50 minutes. So have a timer next to you. Don't study for more than 50 minutes because the information is not, you're not absorbing as much. Yes, physically you're doing. You're doing You something. can read it and you're looking yeah. at it, but it's not meaningful. Yeah. So that's the other thing too. So you don't want, you don't want to lose yeah, the effectiveness of how much you're doing. So after 50 minutes, 10 minutes break. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't mean you go and watch TV. <laughs> Learning should not be distracted yeah. by other things, right? Because your memory has to be only focused on the things that you need to know. Mm. So yeah, choose a place that's comfortable for you. Um, uh, uh, if you think it's still distracting, it's up to you to decide what you need to do to sanitize it from that, to clean it from that. Mm. So mm. if your phone is a distraction, turn it off. Computer, yeah. it's, if you're not using it for studying, don't even put it in the room. Yeah. Yeah. There's always the temptation, let's try this, let's do this. You want to yeah. push the boundaries sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And yes, you think you're disciplined, but no. Right? You know what happens when you go on Facebook. Keep going. You keep checking oh, something yeah. else. Yeah. So. Up to six o'clock in the yeah, morning. Yeah, exactly. You don't realize how time flies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you're comfortable where you're studying, and again, um, study in the same place all the time if possible because memory works best when you're used to that same place. Your brain mm -hmm. anticipates these things before you're even there. So the table where you study, you're going to be saying, okay, that's what, you know, your brain is going to be salivating. That's what I say. It's salivating, like a dog salivates for food. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're going to be anticipating yeah. what happens next, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, I'm sure every kid would like to know, uh, the students, how should they handle their time? Because they, they have their friends and they want to be part of their social life and, and they have study on the other hand. So how should they manage their time? Cause Balance it out. Yeah, they want to mess around with their kids and then they have to study. Okay. And what should they do? Very good question. Um, um, so through this program, what I expect students to do and this even starts with the elementary level because mm -hmm. when I deliver this now, the elementary level, the parents are involved. Yeah. We do contracts. What type of contracts? They're scheduled contracts. So we set up a calendar, even for university students. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Obviously, the parents are not involved at the university level. <laughs> yes, it's a study contract. So what we do is we do a seven-day calendar. Yeah. Sundays are off. It's their day off. You can do whatever you want. So I tell students at elementary level, I say, what time do you finish classes, right? Yeah. Say 3.30, what time do you get home at 4? What do you do? I do this. So they tell me everything that they do. Yep. And because I'm not their parent, they're not afraid to share with me everything. Yeah. I'm not judging them. I'm not, you know, scolding them. Trying to help them. So, yeah, so they tell me, hand, yeah. uh, after I eat snack, I watch TV. And you'd be amazed how much TV they watch. Hmm. Some of them, they watch three hours of TV. Okay. And you, for you guys, only three hours? <laughs> <laughs> um, PlayStation? <laughs> oh, yeah. Games. Yeah. Um, they go out to play. Yeah. They come back. Very little study time. So what we do then, I say, okay, what are the most important TV shows that you like to watch? And we're going to limit it to two. First, they're very upset. They're not happy, especially yeah. the kids, right? Yeah. The older ones, they try to be mature. Say, yeah, yeah, no problem. <laughs> so what happens is we say, okay, I say to them, obviously, you need to take a break when you come from school. You've been at school for all day. Yeah. You know, take 15, 20-minute break. Okay, no problem. At 4 o'clock, you start homework. Then we divide it into those 50 minutes, again, because of attention span. Then I give them at least four different sessions, 50 minutes of homework time. Mm -hmm. Even if they don't have any homework, I tell them to do preparations for the for next, the next class, day. for the yeah. next day. So they say, well, no, I don't have a lot of homework. No, that's okay. Prepare, read, do other things. And I encourage students to read a lot. Reading is very, very important because it introduces you to many different things, yep. whether it's fiction and nonfiction. So... We do these things. So in terms of you making time or people making, students making time for their friends, it's all part of that organization. You really need to value the time that you're putting. So you're avoiding, your friends are not going to help you when it comes to exam time. So when you feel that stress, it's because you did not put in the time in advance to do these things. Yeah. So you really need, you need to be critical. So I'm not going to say to students, don't spend time with your friends, mm -hmm. don't attend these activities, okay? So what you need to do is then put a schedule for yourself Put it on your door. Yep. 
put a schedule, the same schedule copied and put it on the fridge so your parents know. If your dad sees you playing video game, mm -hmm. then when he looks at the schedule, ah, Ahmed's supposed to be playing video game for half hour, no problem. Mm -hmm. But the next hour, okay. he'll be in his room studying. Yeah. If he comes to your room and he sees you studying, then he says, ah, that's where he's supposed to be. But you really have to honor that time. contract yeah. and time yeah, you have as to... well too. So you need to be organized yeah. to make it very short. So mm -hmm. make time for your friends, make time for your TV, programs that you really specifically think important, but also divide it. Now, let's say some of these times that you're, you, some of the scheduling time, you have something that comes up, a family event or something. Yeah. You need to, part of your Sunday that you have off, you need to make that schedule. schedule yes. yeah. You need to switch it to that Sunday. So if you didn't study for an hour or two hours because you had something, you don't say, oh, because of my parents or because of my family, because of this, I had to do something else. No, you still need to honor that contract and say, okay, I will put those hours on the weekend. So and maybe you have something else planned. Yeah. You say, no, sorry, friends. I have to put Just, in this time. Yeah, yeah, fit it in. Yes. Good All plan. right. Um, the topic of music. Um, I know that I listen to a lot of music when I'm studying. And I know in some subjects, like, I don't mind it. Like, it's kind of not distracting at all. I know my mom's always sitting there on my back, like, you know, you're d getting distracted. The music's yeah. not good for you. Just take it off. Like, you know, just focus. Like, but I feel like it does help me, like, especially with maths or something like that. I'm just sitting there. I've just got my music in my ears. There's mm -hmm. nothing else there. I don't know whether it is actually. I'm not sure if it is distracting or if it isn't, or am I just using it as an yeah. excuse? Yeah. Does it help or? It or is it just a no-go? So everything is based on research, right? Yeah. And you, can, you can't, you have to back things, back things up on research, but. Yeah. Research also has to back itself up. Mm -hmm. What that happens is if I do research and I say music is good, someone else has to duplicate that research and find the same results. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there is research that says music is good, but it has not been repeated. In fact, mm. they oh. spent millions of dollars in North America introducing music into schools. Yeah. Mm. And they called it the Mozart effect, especially mm -hmm. classical music. Yeah, we good. had our teacher that always when research music. When research repeated those experiments yeah you could not find conclusive evidence that that does music help. is good because what they do is they test your brain on mm. whether your iq has improved based on what they're saying yeah then what they tried to say was playing instruments actually helps oh, yeah but even that has not been repeatedly conclusive but that's the closest they can find so you're not playing an instrument yeah. yeah, because that's and when you think about playing an instrument, it's also like learning a language, learning something new. Yeah. It does enhance your brain. Yeah. So it doesn't mean it's only music. So when you listen to music, it is distracting. Yeah. Some say for math, and this is not through research. Say yeah. for math because it's new, 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 new numerical based. Yeah. It, it, it's what it's doing is it's eliminating some other things and letting you focus on that. Yeah. The problem with that is if you find the tune mm -hmm. that you like and you hum to it. Yeah subconsciously you're not you're, processing that information at a deeper level yeah you're just doing it there it's not really going in if it's working for you do it but there yeah. isn't research that says it's conclusive that it does help. that it does yeah. help yeah. in fact when you're doing non-math subject it's very distracting yeah it could be that's yeah. good yeah oh want to say something ahmed we are coming to the end of our uh, interview uh, so if you have any question or I think we covered <laughs> most of the obstacles yeah, think, that yeah, we yeah. had yeah. as a teenager. I think he's answered everything. Yeah. I think we, what we had. And just to let you know, um, we are thinking to organize yeah. um, a session, information session with Mr. Khaled Dries in yeah. the coming maybe two weeks time. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. So you can, uh, if you are happy with yeah. this, you can tell your friends and we'll get some questions from them that they would like to know, and then we yeah. can present. We we'll be we can present them. And yeah, I of think course. Even, even if they come physically, yeah, we'll be good through, yeah. if they attend. And we can have more time instead of having only half an hour. Yeah. So, <laughs> and uh, I think it will be for the benefit of everyone. For everyone, yeah. yeah. Especially for teenagers nowadays. Yeah. Teenagers, yeah. Parent, it's great, yeah. Pa parents, friends, whoever who is. Yeah, what he, what he explained to us that really helped the, yeah. for both of us to understand what should we do. Yeah. And I think. That's why thank we give you. it in yeah. two. Uh, parties yeah. and the third one will be the bigger one like to invite the community and yeah. Mr. Yeah. Khaled will mm -hmm. be there 
So we need to use this man as much as we can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Oh, I think it's you. very interesting. Yeah, for sure. So, Mram, if you don't have anything, maybe I will let you conclude the program today. <laughs> But yeah, Hello. thank you so much for coming. Oh, it was great, and yeah, I loved it. it was very beneficial. Thank you guys for inviting us over, yeah. and hopefully, we'll be coming. I'm really looking forward for the information night thing. Yes, we'll pass you the and information. yeah, we hope we see you all around there. Thank yeah. you. Not a problem. Thank you to to Mram and Khaled. Uh, and Come on, Khaled too. <laughs> So maybe we'll talk, uh, I mean, yeah, we'll in the coming few days, once we do the date, and uh, we'll send you the text around, as I said before. Yeah. So everyone is more than welcome, even our dear listeners, you are listening to that, and we'll invite you through our radio program. To yeah, yeah. That you might as well bring a kiss over so, so yeah. they can understand mm. too. So now we leave the mic for Mr. Khaled, maybe he wants to say a few words. Yeah. Um, Well, I, ha- I just need some clarification on something from mm-hmm. Brother Ahmed, mm-hmm. the young student. Mm. Now, you, you mentioned earlier that um, you, you find that there is pressure from parents and teachers. Yep. Yeah. Can, yeah, you, can, you, can you just kind of clarify that for me? And because so, I think some of the learners, listeners may identify. Yeah. Um, so, like, if, so if you, uh, you've got a test, you've mm-hmm. done the test. Yes. And they give you the results. And they say you got 50% yes. or 60% yeah, yeah. on that test. And they said they say to you, I would have expected more from you. You should have done better. Yeah. I expected you done better. More than You could have got a high score on like 70 or 80, more than that. Yes. And then the parents, when you show them the parents, the parents, they, they're not happy with that. They want you to get like at least a 90 or 100. And you feel bad for yourself because you didn't do well. Yes. And you get that. And then for the next test, the parents push you to do to study hard to get to achieve the test mark they want you to get. You get a lot of that pressure, and the teachers telling you you should come see me, come get help. Mm-hmm. You know? And you know sometimes what makes it worse mm-hmm. is that you probably did actually try your best, yeah. but then you still didn't do well, which like ruins your self esteem and just brings everything down. And you're just mm-hmm. like, you know what? Uh, why, If why I'm do I trying bother? my best yeah. and it's not working out, then might as well forget yeah. about it. I think we need to leave it there because yeah. we are running out of time. Yes. Yeah. Again, <laughs> thank you, Khaled, for yes. your time. Thank you, Muram, and thank you, Ahmed. Yeah. And I hope in the information session day we'll, yeah. we'll bring it up, up that yeah. point and it will be as a starting point for our session. Thank you, Khaled. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yes. And thank you, our uh, dear listeners. Uh, Idris Saeed Ali وسوف يكون هنالك ندوة حول التعليم والطلبة وإن شاء الله بعد ما نحدد اليوم سوف يتم إعلانه المكان والزمان ونرجو من كل مستمعينا وحتى الطلبة في مختلف المراحل تحضروا هذه الأمسية والجميع يستفيد Thank you Khaled Thank you مستمعينا الاعزاء حتى نلقاكم الاسبوع القادم كان معكم احمد محمود وعثمان شهابي برهان اسماعيل وايضا ابناؤنا احمد وميرام وضيفنا العزيز الاستاذ خالد وكان معكم برهان اسماعيل <تصفيق>